Thank you for joining Tox News, your one and only source to the uh, re-beginning, the renewal of Parlor. I guess it's uh, time to talk about Parlor. I didn't really talk about it too much since it got taken off of most web services, but now that it is on the comeback and there are plenty of segments to get into, that is what we shall actually get into. There's a no militia watch weekly update. So um, expect that probably on the Wednesday episode. So I was trying to start with Parlor's homepage, but it doesn't look like it, <laughs> Google's listing it. I wonder if I can just type it in, but yeah, so far it doesn't look like uh, Google's even listing out the website in its search browser. Alright. So, that intro music's coming to an end. I say we slowly fade it out. So Parler was uh, not targeted, in a way targeted, but it was the focus of a massive uh, shutdown on what conservatives think are just their freedom of speech. But um, Parler hosted a platform that moderated little to nothing. And uh, what eventually came out of that was first the App Store pulled it down, the Google Play Store pulled it off there, and then eventually the uh, owner of their servers, who hosts them, Amazon, uh, Amazon Web Services, I believe, uh, brought down their website. Um, and all of them had said it was because of their lack of moderation uh, towards their users. And it you know, varied between hate speech and violent speech. And Parler took a lot of offense to this, and we'll get into that, because we're going to go, you know, from the beginning, who's uh, John Mays' first appearance on Tucker Carlson, and then we'll get to a segment uh, Fox News did today. Um, I'm just talking about the comeback, really. Um, but yeah, Parler, and it, it, the unfortunate thing is, is I spent a good amount of time trying to find where uh, the videos, or not videos, but the posts have gone. Um, because uh, the unfortunate thing of when you like ban an account or even an entire website full of accounts, um, you will have all of those, all of that evidence disappear. And that's what I was afraid of. And so I went on a great search to try and find any of the the posts but unfortunately i'm not tech savvy enough so rather than actually getting to the posts i got one post i can read but i can't get into all of them because yeah i'm not I'm not tech savvy enough to to get get to the juice but i did find from threat post a researcher builds parlor archive amid amazon suspension this was reported about a week ago I'm uh, just going to read a little bit here. It says, A researcher scraped an archived public parlor post before the conservative social networking service was taken down by Amazon, Apple, and Google. A security researcher said she was scra uh, 
that she has scraped and is archiving 99% of Parler's public posts as the social media network goes offline following suspensions from Amazon, Apple, and Google. Archive content includes public posts from the social media site. These posts reportedly included Parler video URLs made up of raw video files with associated embedded metadata and precise GPS coordinates of where the videos were taken, sparking privacy concerns about the service's data collection. The researcher behind the archival effort, who goes by at donk uh, underscore NB, E-N-B-Y, so that's D-O-N-K underscore E-N-B-Y, go check him out on Twitter, told ThreatPost that no private information was disclosed as part of the effort. All archived posts were already publicly available via the web. Parler, which launched in 2018 and markets itself as a free speech social network, has a significant user base of supporters of Donald Trump, conservatives, and right-wing extremists. As of November, the site had 10 million total users. So after the insurrection, it became a focus because uh, a lot of videos, a lot of posts, a lot of activity was going on on Parler, and there was a huge spike in the user base of Parler after Twitter had uh, banned Donald Trump. And so a bunch of Trump supporters and right-wingers flocked to it. And as that happened, then people started to pay attention to what exactly was being posted on Parler. Um, there's a subreddit that, you know, usually would post a lot of Parler's posts. It's Parler Watch, r slash Parler Watch. And, you know, they'll, they'll put some stuff up there occasionally. I tried to go back in time and see if I can find some old posts, but since they were banned over a week ago, it's pretty difficult to find that. Um... But yeah, if you go to threatpost.com, uh, it speaks specifically here with the article Researcher Builds Parlor Archive Amid Amazon Suspension. The author is Lindsay O'Donnell. And it might lead you to a Gizmodo article uh, basically about the same thing. Every deleted Parlor post, many with users' location data, has been archived. And this is by Dale Cameron of Gizmodo. But if you go to these websites, um, they do have links that will get you to the archive. Now, you need to have a specific software in order to download and view all of these archived posts. And that's where I, I drew my line. I was like, I barely have time for this and I wanted to read off some of the posts that were put into there but at the same time I am not going to become that heavily invested the unfortunate thing here is that you're going to have to take my word for it or go and uh download these files yourself um yeah that's that's shitty on my part as you can see here uh the parlor tracker um they have wow I don't even know there's there's terabytes of data here Massive terabytes, I think 56 total in just this area, and it lists users' names and how much uh, items, uh, how much of their posts are out there. So, um, pretty, a lot of items uh, per user, most of them over 50,000. Very interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's on archiveteam.org, and I don't have uh, the software necessary to uh, download and observe all of those files. So that's a uh, fuck up on my part, and I hope you forgive me. But um, she did post one of the posts, uh, as uh, Donk NB puts here, a sample of what's in there. And this comes from CM underscore Patriot on parlor and it says shut them down mr president try them hang or shoot them publicly 
the traitors, thieves, and perverts who have taken our great, blessed country hostage. And that's one of those posts that is pretty consistent. I had read almost a month ago a post that said that um, they need to start shooting uh, left-wing journalists, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB players, just saying that we just need to shoot anybody who uh, is Black Lives Matter and Antifa. So, like, that's the kind of stuff that Parler did not mitigate. And so what they ended up suffering was the corporations banding together in order to basically stifle their ability to make money. And, you know, Parler could easily just find a server that is more agreeable to their uh, agenda and all of that stuff. But they, you know, I guess they might still be relying on Amazon to just support them. Now, as Parler has come back, there's a message here on the website and it comes from john mats matzi m-a-t-z-e the ceo and it says hello world is this thing on and then below it it says technical difficulties and there's a little message now seems like the right time to remind you all both lovers and haters why we started this platform we believe privacy is paramount and free speech essential especially on social media our aim has always been to provide a nonpartisan public square where individuals can enjoy and exercise their rights to both. We will resolve any challenge before us and plan to welcome all of you back soon. We will not let civil discourse perish. And the fact that like we think that civil discourse hangs on the balance of having social media websites is a little sign of the times on how like broken civil discourse is like we should be able to have these conversations in the street and then turn it into like actual material change or solutions um not shit talking to each other with like a 240 character post like that's not paramount to civil discourse it's really not it might be a main way for everybody to do it because i can't easily argue with someone all the way across the nation but like it's just this it's <laughs> clinging onto parlor and twitter as if they're the bastions of freedom of speech or even having the first amendment and being able to talk about how the government can improve it's, it's, let's let's not let's not do it like that we should do something else um have real life face-to-face discussions probably would be more important than parlor um what i find here funny is that the, it says to we believe privacy is paramount which you know kind of contradicts since they were able to get like location data off of the posts which means that parlor was also collecting location data i wonder if the users knew <laughs> that parlor was collecting their uh Location data, you know, GPS coordinates specifically, which doesn't seem very paramount in privacy. Seems a little bit more like privacy is willing to be invaded. So, yeah, uh, I got a couple video video segments to get into. Um, so, I guess, yeah, um, go to the archive.org and find the parlor post if you're really interested. Um, there's, I'm sure there's many, many more saying that we need to kill leftists or anybody who opposes Donald Trump or the so-called degradation of the country. So Tucker Carlson, take it away. John Matzi is the CEO of Parler. We're happy to have him on the show tonight. John, thanks so much for coming on. I have to start at the end and ask you if it, since you built this application as a kind of safe space for freedom of speech, did you ever imagine 
that Amazon Web Services could or would shut you down in an instant. Thank you for having me on. Um, I've theorized about it. You know, we've definitely theorized about it. Uh, you, you just never think it'll happen, though, right? You, you know, and uh, what's really interesting is uh, that they all did it on the same day, those three, without any prior warning. We woke up on Friday thinking business, well, not never business as usual parlor, but at least as close to usual as possible. We were number one on the App Store. We, we, you know, we had 7 million, almost 7 million unique people on the app that day. Um, and we get a notice, you know, you're in violation of our terms, one after another. But we found out first, in some cases, not from the companies, but from BuzzFeed. You know, we didn't get a notice from Google. We read it online in the news first. And uh... I wonder how valid or true that is. It says from January 13th, which I think they were banned on the 11th. Um, Amazon.com Incorporated warned Parler about vile and threatening language on its site before cutting off the social media platform favored by many supporters of U.S. President Donald Trump from its servers, according to court filing. So, in exhibits that were part of a filing to the U.S. District Court in Seattle late on Tuesday, Amazon provided copies of emails from late last year. He just lied. So, I mean, it's a good thing that he's not under oath when he talks to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson doesn't have you swear on a Bible before you say anything on his TV show. But he just lied. Amazon provided copies of emails from late last year. Come on. Come on. Uh, that is shocking. And then after they set that example, you know, we get an email after email. You know, it's almost like... You, you were just waiting. Who's going to be next? Dumping us. Everybody. The last thing we have right now is email, and I bet you within 24 hours our email will be shut off too. <laughs> I wonder what the, who like services their email. That's like, get your own servers then. But other, obviously, if they had their own servers, they wouldn't be able to act like the victim like this. Um, so apparently here... Um, it says, uh, Amazon warned Parler for months about more than a hundred violent threats. Parler's volunteer mods allegedly had a backlog of more than two or 26,000 posts. So again, he lied, uh, about not getting any warnings. I don't, I'm not sure about, you know, Google and Apple, but, uh, Amazon warned him. Uh, so Ars Technica is reporting that it's not sudden at all. To an outside observer, both Parler's rapid rise to prominence and its thorough deplatforming at the end of last week and over the weekend may feel extremely sudden. Parler launched in 2018, but only gained any real widespread traction a few months ago around the November election. Uh, let's see. Reports first began to surface in December that right-wing fringe elements... We're using Parler uh, and other platforms to plan a protest or gathering of some kind in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. The entire world saw how those gatherings turned out last week. 
So uh, like also too, like Facebook has this same issue where a lot of these uh, groups were organized and the events were organized on Facebook. So it seems like Parler may have the same accusations against it. Last Friday, in the wake of the events at the Capitol, Google banned Parler from the Android app store, citing the platform's failure to remove, quote, egregious content like posts that incite violence, unquote. Apple followed a day later. So he even said it was the same day. That's funny. Similarly, suspending Parler from iOS over its failure to address, quote, the proliferation of these threats to people's safety, unquote. By the end of the weekend, Parler had gone, gotten the boot from AWS as well and was taken completely offline. But far from getting cut off suddenly, Parler had months of warning, Amazon says. Amazon's filing included copies of emails it sent to Parler in mid-November. All right, that's that's really all I need to get into. He's just straight up lying. So, you know, we don't have any evidence of Google or Apple warning them, but, you know, their web service provider warning them beforehand, um, they had warnings. I just got to ask you because I can't because I think this is a referendum on American society and where we are and where we're going. The left used to stand up for civil liberties. The famously moderate Joe Manchin approves of this. Apart from Glenn Greenwald and Michael Tracy, God bless them both, I haven't seen any liberals stand up to say, wow, this is really scary. Have you? Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people say. Yeah, I don't know if liberals like experience this a lot, but like leftist channels, especially like the farther left you go, are pretty used to getting their channels either demonetized just for saying Nazi or even brought down entirely. Um, the Surfs just got their channel brought down by YouTube for a video that's like over a year old um, talking about po Paul Joseph Watson and Shoe on Head. And that video got flagged somehow at some point and their entire channel ended up getting brought down. Now, thankfully, a lot of people, including for some reason, Paul Joseph Watson came out and fought on the side of the Surfs and the Surfs channel has been restored. But, like, this is a thing that's been happening for a while now. And it doesn't really matter where you sit on the political spectrum. It ends up happening in whatever content you come out with. And it's more likely that if it's political content, it's more likely to get flagged down. Almost as if any political discourse at a certain point gets squashed by these companies. And uh, not okay with it. Not okay with it for the most part, especially when they target like leftist channels that are merely trying to use their uh, outlet for educational purposes. So, um, yeah, 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 yep. This is scary, but I've also seen a lot of people who are participating in the five minutes of hate and kind of egging it on and cheering. And it's disgusting. People threatening my life. I can't go home tonight. So there's th this is really a lot, you know, this is not just, you know, our civil liberties. They can shut down a billion dollar company, half a billion to a yeah. billion dollar company. That's what we were getting valuations at overnight. Are you going to be back up soon? Uh, we will be back up eventually because we're not going to give up. Uh, but it, it soon is difficult. You know, I thought immediately, oh, no problem. We'll call up a new vendor. Right. We call up the vendor. We're all good to go. And then right at the last second, sorry, somebody said something we can't host you by. And it's been that one after another ever since then. Right at the last minute, they just they just bail. So we're going to do it. We're going to be back online one day and hopefully soon and soon as possible.
But um, this is a real challenge. We have to build our own infrastructure, our own everything in order to yep. do it. Pirate radio, digital pirate radio, dark web. I hope so. I hope That's we're out of time, but I hope, John, you'll come back. You will come back with a list of every corporate coward who bowed to pressure to silence you and seven million other people on Parler. You Those can bet I will. And no, almost 20 Amen. million people now. Almost 20 million. I thought they were against lists, like, uh, you know, lists of people who... Uh, you know, uh, you know, went against the grain. I thought, you know, this whole idea of the AOC uh, Truth and Honesty Commission, like that was, that was uh, Nazi esque. You know, writing lists. So it's very interesting that Tucker Carlson supports writing lists now that it comes in his benefit. Um, yeah. So just playing into the the oh, we're we're so oppressed, we're so oppressed. But it's just like it only got to this point when you talk about overthrowing a, a, a democratically elected government. Um, so, yeah, and, and the threats of violence in order to do so. Um, so like it's, it's not happening in a vacuum or for conservatives just being conservative. It's, it's specifically for the incitement of violence. All right. So then after, uh, Tucker Carlson spoke to the parlor CEO, I was like, Hmm, this Rogan video just popped up here. What does he have to say? The Joe Rogan experience. People who are from there, who come to America, who understand the dangers of it, they, they, it's, it's a very eerie warning. Yeah. You know, I had Melissa Chen on my podcast. Yeah. And she was described. Descri I follow her. She's great. She's really great. Yeah. And so why am I doing Rogan? Well, Rogan is uh, right of center when it comes to his politics. But um, since his Spotify days, he's had less controversial uh, guests on. But, uh, well, except for Alex Jones, he had Alex Jones on for an episode for his, uh, his Spotify deal. Um, but Rogan tends to like kind of play the middle a little bit, but then more often than not, we'll have like, he's actually known as like one of the figureheads to the entry of the alt-right pipeline. And that's because he can introduce you to a lot of alt-right figures. He had Gavin McInnes on it a few years ago he um had milo yiannopoulos when milo was blowing up he's had ben shapiro on there at least three or four times he's had jordan peterson on there i think he had crowder on there once he's had ruben uh sam harris um candace owens um yeah so i mean he he's definitely like a great way to to open people up to the idea of uh right-wing conservatism especially since he's constantly playing the guy who has like such an open mind and he loves psychedelic drugs and terrence mckenna and he gets like all these people who really do have like a bit more open-minded uh perspectives but then he steers them into conservatism which then kind of closes them behind a gate so uh yeah <laughs> And but her worries about China are you know like a lot of people are like yeah 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 but yeah. like no 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 she she really actually understands what the dangers are yeah and that's the dangers of accepting authoritarianism yeah Auth authoritarianism in this country is like there's a lot of people that like it because it silences their opponents mm -hmm. right they're, like this what's going on right now with like parlors getting shut down and you know Amazon pulls it from their servers and then Apple pulls it off of their uh, app store so you know regardless of the fact that like most companies are set up in an authoritarian like structure in like their policies and their hierarchical system of order um, uh, like uh, an authoritarian set 
company shutting down another company that's using their uh, resources, it just fits the bill. So, I mean, that's honestly what you get when you have private limited liability companies is you get authoritarianship where they decide what happens on their platforms. Now, is it as authoritarian as he's playing it out to be? No, because the authoritarianism that we most, 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 I am, I am definitely worried about capitalist authoritarianism, especially down to the individual worker level. Like, Socialists all the way. Let's do market socialism. Try it out. You know, fuck around. Try it out. But the like overall them being more upset of companies showing their authoritarianism rather than like Trump's <laughs> little aspects of authoritarianism, such as starting PACT, the Protect American Communities Task Force to run around and kidnap uh, protesters in Portland like could we have a broader discussion about like a, the little taste of authoritarianism that Trump put into all of our mouths? Um, that's the authoritarianism that I'm a little bit more worried about because that will affect every single citizen. Whereas like private companies will affect, you know, here, you know, one, a, a conservative on Twitter and a, a leftist channel on YouTube. And it's not like as widespread, nor is it like necessarily squashing on a lot of civil liberties. It's merely squashing your ability to use their service. Um, the same way that if you go into a, a company that has a mask policy and you don't wear a mask, they have the complete legal right to kick you out. Um, so I, I just don't like what they're focusing on as authoritarian rather than the actual authoritarianism that's, you know, been that that's moved through the government and hopefully is being passed out the backside come January 20th peacefully. Um, but yeah, like companies have always been authoritarian. Like that's been their thing. Like if we go back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, they were far worse, uh, much worse authoritarians back then. Store and then Google pulls it off the Google Play Store, and everybody's like, "Yeah, good. They're spreading hate." Like, hmm. What percentage is spreading hate? Like, what's the numbers? And the is this is this why? Does it matter what the percentage is if they don't moderate it whatsoever? Does it matter like if it's 50% or if it's 40%? If it's 20% of their 10 million users, does it really matter at that point? Because it's 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 it, it just it's incitement that's being completely unmoderated. So if it's 10%, that's still a significant amount of people that are pushing this message across to other users on Parler who could further be ra radicalized. So um, at what percentage are we going to allow incitement for violence and possible insurrection? At, w at what percentage is okay for Joe? That we shut down all discourse that you agree with? Like, yeah, it's, it's not good if someone gets on there. And then he's also perpetuating the message, like the, the narrative here that it's just because they're conservatives, because leftists don't agree with them. Like, no, dude, there's a very specific situation going on within the conservative party that deals with violence, political violence. There and they, they're talking about violence against the government yep. or violence against individuals yep. or or they're spreading racist ideas or whatever the fuck they're doing that's that's. That that, that 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 disturbs people and angers people. You're right. That's not good. But I do not think that the solution is to shut them down because the real problem is that it, it sets a weird precedent. It sets a precedent where... 
I would be interested to hear what his solution would be because allowing people to continue using their Twitter accounts or parlor accounts to do that over and over and over again just sounds like unaccountability, especially since Amazon warned parlor of them not moderating and they ignored it, continued to not moderate. So Amazon took action where the people that are in power can decide that something is wrong speak, something is bad and you can just eliminate it completely. Yeah. And then when things like that happen, they keep going. They don't just stop at that. They don't stop at things that we can all agree are, are terrible. They, they, they go to things that maybe you don't think are terrible, right. but other people do think are terrible. And then they keep going further than that. You see this with the left. Like There's a lot of people that claim to be leftists. They claim to be left-wing, but they're not quite left-wing enough, mm. and so they get taken out yeah. by people who are more left-wing. Yeah. And it gets weird because it becomes this like sort of like political ideological wrestling match. I mean, that's true. I mean, like in anybody that's participating on like social media politics or constantly doing this holier than thou nonsense, like the infighting of the left is fucking rampant. And there's constantly like uh, fucking tankies calling uh, people who don't agree with them rad libs and, you know, the, the rad libs and the anarchists not liking the tankies like the infighting is everywhere. Um, and it's yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what he's really trying to point out here just because human. Um, I don't know. A lot of times humans are flawed, so we're going to keep making all of these mistakes. But like at the same time, I just. Yeah, I don't know. He, he the woke scolding and the holier than thouness. That's that's not gonna, that's not gonna go anywhere. And I'm not even sure what the crutch of the argument is. Like, that's like a certain leftist group is gonna become more powerful than the other and shut them down by asking Twitter nicely. I don't. <laughs> yeah for control of like what is the left and what is the center yep where is the right if you disagree with anything on the left you're the right right and you might be extreme right right yeah no that you're a nazi if you disagree. yes but i think it, it what you're saying no and see that's like that right-wing message that like resonates with anybody who's either center or right of center is that if you aren't leftist then you're you're a right-wing fascist or whatever what have you it, it, it fits the argument though that if you don't like support anti-fascism like you aren't willing to say you yourself are anti-fascist then you what what are you then um but like every if you don't like a rational normal leftist and you tell them that you don't agree with them they're just going to assume that you don't agree with them and then they will try to f find out what your actual ideological position is um but they keep creating this like completely irrational twitter user who goes around pointing out nazis all the time just because they don't agree with the hot take that they put out there already happened because with this incident you're going like okay we blame donald trump's the president his rhetoric was kind of you know you can interpret it as like he kind of gave them license to go do that so shouldn't the buck the buck stop with donald trump like donald trump that's even a little bit of a debatable thing you're going like he was speaking legally you're going like that's a first amendment thing he was speaking he said peacefully go over there, there it's yeah, interpretable he gives mixed signals yeah, of course the problem uh, in my him opinion yeah, but the problem is that Trump wasn't the only one. You had Rudy Giuliani, you had Don, Don Trump Jr., you had Ted Cruz, you had Josh Hawley, Matt Gates, Tom Cotton, uh, and Representative Jim Jordan. You had a lot of people and the whole right-wing media echo chamber um, regurgitating Trump's sentiment. So, like, Trump actually isn't alone. 
in this whatsoever. And like every time people talk about this too, they seem to ignore the the myriad of small YouTube channels that push even further like extreme messages. Like I've found so many fundamentalists that are like this is a battle of angels versus demon demoncrats like you have to add those into the factor too and not just the big names or just the president who gets most of the attention opinion is he, he says we have to be strong you have yeah. to go march to the capital yeah he gives mixed signals and he says like we have to do this correctly we have to respect our right. great country like whoa 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 what was that shit you said the other day right he right. said that they don't respect anything other than strength right like rogan does make a good point there i just want to say that he does make a good point here is that trump's mixed messages allows him to have that plausible deniability in court that like i did say peacefully and it's like well you did also say that you need to like they only respect strength you you need to you need to like protect your america and be strong so i mean like it, it's just plausible deniability for trump and then he had that like message come out after he was banned from twitter saying we need to have a peaceful transfer of power and that's just like him saving his ass after the fact that he knows that there's nothing else that he can do except for continuing to rile them up after he gets out of office probably you said go march towards the cat you're you're firing people up and you're firing people up but they live with their mom they're, they're in the basement yeah they have no fucking job their identity is entirely associated with this movement yeah no my opinion is that but i'm saying legally it's debatable like what he said you, right. could, you could argue it in court but then the buck should stop there i mean th it's already happening where they're going oh no let's take let's take this opportunity to why would the buck stop at the president? Why not Ted Cruz? And why not everyone who actually incites violence either on Twitter, Parler, 4chan, 8chan, Reddit, all of it? Like anybody who's inviting the idea that we need to go to a civil war in order to make sure that President Trump holds power, like why not hold all of them accountable? Why is it just stop at the buck of Trump? That's no, no. He's not the only Shut one. Shut down Parler. Let's take this opportunity. They're going after Andy No's book now. Let's get that out of stores. Let's. Uh, let That's more of a local situation. Um, but Andy No, I've already gotten into this, is a fascist apologist, and he's hoping that if he does good work for them, that when they take power, that they won't target him. And they might not. You know, he's done a lot of good work for them, but at the same time, like he he ultimately doesn't fit some of the boxes of the identitary politics that they participate in. Um, but he is a grifter, liar, and doxes people on the internet, and he has given like full lists of activist names to right wing militias, which put people's lives at risk. And there's not a lot of reasons why he should be able to sell a book when he has that kind of antagonistic, dangerous behavior. They, they want to keep going yeah. because like it's uh, this orgy of kind of like, let's shut down this stuff that leads to, and you're like, wait a second, how can you prove it leads to that? I mean, idiots are going to do what idiots do. Like, and to me, that was a coup attempt. That was a coup attempt by guys who believe, like that's what you'd expect a coup attempt would look like by guys who believe like that Hillary Clinton's a shapeshifter and she turns into a <laughs> reptile. That's what it, you'd imagine it would look like. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Okay, yeah, let's probably, fucking, really let's go funny. in there with Trump flags and take selfies. And God, so it's so. That's one thing I do agree with too, is that it was a pretty bad like coup attempt just because it was so poorly planned. Like it was heat of the moment, everything. Oh, dumb. And let's go kidnap Nancy Pelosi with zip ties. Zip ties. Yeah. Stacks of zip ties. Like yeah. more zip ties than there are members of the Senate. Yeah. If anything, it was just like an inept coup yeah. attempt. Yeah. 
Well, it's losers. Yeah. It's losers who decided that this is their moment in the sun. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're they're all COVID deniers, so they're not wearing masks because no. they're so fucking stupid. Catch new episodes <laughs> of the Joe I'm glad Rogan actually talked shit about him. That's pretty great. Like, rather than doing what Ben Shapiro did, which is like, kind of like, just say that, like, the the behavior, like, the, the storming of the Capitol, that's wrong, that's bad, that's evil. But Rogan takes it a step further by actually attacking the people who did it and saying that they're all dumb. Like, that was, that was actually great. That was great. That's actually the best way to distance yourself away from a coup d'etat. All right, and now we have from Fox News, Parler back online. The media platform Parler suddenly reappearing back online with a brief message indicating it plans to welcome users back soon. Jackie DeAngelis with an update from... Oh, yeah, and the funny thing is, too, is that um, they found a, like, uh, uh, a Russian, uh, through the through the Russian Federation, they found a server, so they had to find a server in Russia. And another highlight to this is that who else uses that web service? You guessed it, Hamas, the 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 uh, so-called terrorist group that uh, that uh, dictates over the Palestinians and Israel. Now I'm being a little hyperbolic because that's how like right wingers claim them to be. Now they are a bit militant, and um, not all Palestinians really like being underneath Hamas, but they tend to like Hamas after Israel bombs them and then Hamas retaliates so that every time Israel bombs Palestine and Hamas retaliates, Palestinians then start thinking, well, this security and safety and protection is pretty nice. And they start handing their, you know, their rights away to the Leviathan. But it's just funny to me that Parler and Hamas of Palestine are using the sa same web server. Great. It's just great. And it's Russian. So like all of that's just amazing. That's so they're they're so American first. Oh, that's God. Fox Business. Hi, Jackie. Hi, good morning and congratulations, Dana. Well, Parler's website back on the web with some limited functionality here after being suspended a little bit more than a week ago, not only from the web, but also from Apple's App Store and Google Play. If you go to parlor.com, there is a note from the CEO reading. Hello world, is this thing on? It's dated on Saturday. There's also a message from the company under a banner called technical difficulties that says in part, we will resolve any challenge before us and plan to welcome all of you back soon. We will not let civil dis- And I will never uh, get a parlor account because they need your social security number or your tax uh, identification number. And that's a little breach of my privacy, so I'm not gonna do that. All right, so Chris Vicky here, um, data breach hunter, director of cyber risk research at UpGuard. I guess I'm gonna also follow him. Um, says Parler is back online now by routing 100% of its user traffic through servers located within the Russian Federation. Raise your hand if you understand the very significant impact this has on the ability to surveil and target insurrectionists who organize on Parler. Another good point to put on there, because if they continue planning and stuff like that, then that's going to be a little bit difficult for the United States government. They would have to browse through it like a regular uh, user. Um, Re Washington Dailies reports, Russia has once again come to the rescue of Trump and the Republican Party by hosting parlors so that U.S. domestic terrorists can plot with each other. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. Oh, that's that's so great. Oh man. The Republican Party, like like you could say what you want about the Russian uh you know, Trump working with Russian officials story, but it's just like the ties come so much closer. Um let's see. I thought I was gonna find something specifically about where they're coming from, but as far as we know now, uh it's just through the Russian Federation, which is like <laughs> That's so tone deaf for for Republicans because they will cry out how they're uh, communist scum at a certain point in the enemy of the United States, but like Parler will still be hosted by them. <laughs> Discourse perish now. Parler CEO was on. What Fox I find probably interesting too is that this this uh, segment from Fox News probably isn't going to even bring up the fact that they are going through the Russian Federation. That's awesome. Fox News last night. Listen. Google, Apple, uh, and uh, Amazon Web Services all agreed that our terms of service were acceptable. They, they never said publicly or anywhere, as far as I'm aware, that there was any problems with our terms of service and free speech. So again, like he's ignoring the uh, emails that Amazon sent to them about the incitement of violence and threats. But also like saying that there's nothing wrong with your terms of service doesn't mean that you didn't uphold them right. And that's what they're that's what they're accusing them of doing is not actually moderating their website. So again, this guy is lying just flat out, but thankfully he's on Fox news where lying is the truth. Now, this all came in the wake of the riots at the U.S. Capitol, big tech banning parlor. Uh, it's a right wing Twitter alternative. And that was of course for allowing mess. Wait, I thought they were nonpartisan. She just said that they're a right wing. Hmm that they say incite violence. Following President Trump's ban on Twitter, Parler got a lot of attention as a new place to go if users felt that Twitter was unfairly censoring content. And users went there, abandoning Twitter, with many noticing that their follower accounts were dramatically lower. Parler's future, still uncertain. Its CEO said that the platform doesn't condone or allow violence, yet big tech rivals beg to differ, guys. I mean condoning and not allowing violence isn't the same thing about condoning and allowing violent speech. So like that's that's a that's a slippery snake right there. Like that that's real wormy. Jackie DeAngelo, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thank Real you. Real wormy so words. So then, I want to bring in Mercedes Slap, former White House Strategic Comms Director, and Chris Hahn, host of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast, former aide to Senator Chuck Schumer. Welcome to both of you. Wow. Is this the way it's going to be, Mercedes? All right. An aggressive progressive who used to work for Chuck Schumer? Please. That, all right, I just had to pause at how ridiculous that is. Now, this is the guy I'm probably going to agree with more because he's going to take the position that Parler was in the wrong. But, like, I just have to laugh at the aggressive progressive who learned under Chuck Schumer. Schumer. Oh, my. Oh, man. He's he's the Dave Rubin of the left. He's just that's a, such a lie. Like Schumer is nowhere near progressivism. Oh, my God. Where conservatives are going to have to battle and push back. To Unless progressive in America just means incremental change, which it might. It might. All right. I need to stop interrupting. You get a voice yet again in America? 
Well, first of all, I want to say congratulations to both of you. Thank and you. actually, I think I've known Dana more longer <laughs> than you have, Bill. So <laughs> before I even had children. So there you go. Uh, but yes, I mean, conservatives are very concerned that their voices will continue to be silenced. We saw yesterday <laughs> in a clip in, on CNN. It reminds me of the character that uh, Phoebe from Friends was playing in Death of 2020. Uh, I'd said on Tucker Carlson that conservative voices are being silenced. Twice, actually. I said it on Rogan. And it's also the name of my, my, my new book, Conservatives Are Being Silenced. <laughs> And a former Facebook insider basically saying that we need to turn down uh, the access that conservative influencers have to reach uh, larger audiences. This is very troubling because it shows that big tech is moving towards a more authoritarian model. And in essence, they have always been authoritarian. Companies have always been authoritarian. And just because they're upholding their terms and service doesn't mean that they've become more authoritarian. Really trying to regulate uh, free speech. So that's very concerning for conservatives, where we feel that we need to continue uh, to address the far left agenda. I, I mean, and that <laughs> is where I think we will continue to speak up, continue to be part of these uh, platforms in order to ensure that our voices are heard, obviously at the same time ensuring that we uh, condemn any violence that happens on the far left or the far right. Chris, if this were reverse, you would not be happy, would you? I wouldn't be happy, but I think it's kind of funny that all these people who have been yelling socialism and, oh, let the free market capitalists do what they want to do, are now trying to tell private companies what they should or should not do, and they want the <laughs> government to get involved to regulate that. So I find it <laughs> ironic. I yeah, that, that is pretty ironic and funny. He, he made a good point. You made a good point. find it, uh, you know, ignorant, quite frankly, among many people trying to impose the First Amendment on private companies where it does not apply. So, look, I believe in free ignorant. speech. I do not believe free speech is. <laughs> yeah. I do. He's, he's like you said the I word, sir. How dare you <laughs> do believe in free speech? I do not believe it is absolute. I think that if you are you are encouraging violence, that needs to be t tapped out by this government. And I think these companies are doing the right thing by trying to avoid a platform so, that will allow people to organize to destroy this country, frankly. Mercedes. So, uh, Chris, so you would then make the case that what was happening in the streets in the summertime, that the Democrats did not even condemn the violence that was happening. They were burning down our cities. You no, they did. There was plenty of Democrats who said we need law and order. There was plenty of Democrats who said that they don't like the rioting. They don't like the violence. They did that. That's that's all happened. Um, but we're just going to pretend that it doesn't. We're going to pretend that the Democrat mayor of Portland didn't tear gas his citizens for 100 days. Yeah. You saw Antifa and the more of the violent factions of, of those groups basically going out there and burning down our cities, you know, obviously confronting the police in a violent fashion. And yet Twitter didn't take that down. Twitter didn't take down or censor the Ayatollah. They didn't take down or censor uh, the Chinese government promoting ch uh, communist propaganda. That's a double standard. It's a. Oh, what? Does. China put up Chinese propaganda on Twitter? I don't even think it reaches as many Americans as the President of the United States. Is there... 
like honestly i don't even know where to begin dude where do i go like to to find the propaganda for china i guess the china commission no that's the congressional executive commission i don't even know where to go for that that's a yeah i don't know i don't know what do i do (laughs) like uh i I guess i'll try ayatollah it's just like does the ayatollah uh call for violence what like uh, moving the goalposts here um all right it's a complete focus and disdain on this president and on his supporters and i tell you in america so by saying it's a disdain on the president and the supporters that completely like what she what she's doing is like exalting the president from any guilt or responsibility um because his actions his words are what led to january 6th so by just saying that they're just like coming for you um that just absolves trump completely of any responsibility at least in her eyes when these companies get too big they need to be regulated and over 70 okay. percent uh, of americans agree that the big so tech mercedes companies mercedes are, are mercedes out of every major democrat every major democrat has condemned the violence over the summer every single one whereas the no, president and no, his supporters didn't. spread the big lie the president and his supporters spread the big lie that led to the riot that tried to I said that they did and that they did because it disappointed me entirely with how the Democrats responded to the protests during the BLM movement because they were about as ineffectual and ineffective as the Republican Party, even though the Republican Party was being much more antagonistic to the protest movement themselves. Like the Democrats were at least willing to say, well, we need peaceful protests. Um, The First Amendment shall be upheld. But like at the same time, uh, they they condemn the violence and then in in their cities and in their policies uh, quelled the 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 effectiveness of the protest movements by trying to send them home with tear gas and rubber bullets. So um, her saying, oh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. She's she's on Fox News and nobody's fact checking nothing. Nobody's bringing up sources. Here we are overthrow our government, kill our leaders, including Mike Pence, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. That was happening in right-wing media, and the president spent hours just enjoying it and did not push back until he was forced to that by people is, in his That in is his, uh, absolutely, that is absolutely false. It is absolutely false. To be rebels. The president the violence. Um, I, from what I had heard is that Trump had watched the insurrection from the White House on TV for hours and it took them uh, at least 90 minutes to get the National Guard approved and it ended up coming from the uh, Secretary of the Army when it's usually supposed to come from the Secretary of Defense the authorization to use the National Guard but the uh, Secretary of Defense never got back to them now um, let's see Um, yeah, I can't find the specific article about Trump watching the insurrection for hours. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find it. That's so 
It's so sad. Um, so the impeachment manager, uh, says Trump watched storming of Capitol on TV. So, um, this comes from voanews.com. The lead Democratic impeachment manager on Sunday accused President Donald Trump of doing nothing on January 6th to stop his supporters from storming the U.S. Capitol to try to upend his defeat for re-election. Quote, he was watching it on TV, an insurrection tailgate party, unquote, Congressman Jamie Ratskin told CNN. Raskin. Um, let's see... Yeah, that was pretty much it. I don't see anything further about him watching it on TV, but it was reported by VOA. Um, another one from Business Insider. Trump was watching TV while riots took place. So. Uh, I think at, we at have the... reached a moment where it is ripe in this country to have this debate. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're only getting yes. it here. But Mercedes and Chris, I hope you accept <laughs> the invitation to come back and we'll continue this discussion here. Thank and that's the unfortunate thing about Fox News is that discussion about a very complex and divisive issue was about five minutes and 45 seconds. And they both got like one segment each to speak their 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 halves. And of course, like everybody watching Fox News isn't going to agree with the aggressive progressive. And the most effective thing that she was able to do there was equate the Democratic Party to the Ayatollah and the Chinese Communist Party. So um, uh, I, I'm not 100% sure who she is, but we'll have to keep our eye out because she is a Trump loyalist to the point of denying reality. But that has been today's episode of Fox News and the dangers of Parler. Hopefully I do a better job keeping up with it when it comes back online. But like I said, I'm not signing up for an account where I have to give away my social security number or my tax uh, filing identification. That's, that's never going to happen. So uh, avoid Parler, enjoy Tox News, like, subscribe, rate, review, follow on Twitter, ToxinPod, T-O-X-N-P-O-D, and uh, yeah, just do whatever you can to avoid Parler, um, unless you want to give away your social security number so you can get all those sweet, juicy, violent hot takes, but that's up to you, and I'm not going to infringe on any of your freedoms to do whatever the fuck you want, unless it infringes on my freedoms, then I have the right to say, hey, Stop treading on me, dog. You know? Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get that outro music and uh, wrap this bitch up. Let's get out of here. Uh, I don't, you know, go plant a garden.